WWE is in some hot water and it's political, of course. But WWE has been in business for a long time. And if you don't know how WWE operates, let's give you a quick history lesson, okay? WWE works and they have employees and their wrestlers are considered independent contractors. Now, what is that? So the best way to explain it and the easiest way for you to understand what that is, is to think about Uber, DoorDash, Grubhub, and any other delivery service, more so Postmates. When you sign up to be a driver or a shopper for someone else, you are essentially working on your own and you are compensated for that work, but you don't get the benefits of being an employee. That is the same thing that happens when you are like selling Avon or you do paparazzi jewelry or something along those lines. You are considered a independent contractor or an independent business but you work under the umbrella of the big company. Very same thing is what's happening with the wrestlers. So as of right now, wrestlers are working through the pandemic, of course, and some of them have been subletting, you know, subsetting their income. They've been utilizing third party services to subset their income. They are using OnlyFans, Cameo, some of them stream on Twitch because they're avid gamers. They also utilize YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole nine. And if you know anything about being famous in this world, having a Twitter, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitch, and a Cameo is vital to your own income. You can have multiple streams of income via the internet if you utilize your fame or bolster yourself as an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. Now we've noticed that within this day and age, in this era, it's very easy for you to become an influencer while you work your main job. So take Mandy, um, Lana, Dana Brooke, Carmella, they all are Fashion Nova brand ambassadors. When you go to their pages and you look at their captions, they'll say Fashion Nova men, Fashion Nova women, Fashion Nova plus, this is an ad. They're paid to wear their clothes and advertise it to their fans okay that's exactly what happens with youtubers instagram models the whole nine right right now having said all of that wwe has cracked down on them utilizing outside services to supplement their income the reason why wwe has done this is going back to some of the wrestlers being on twitch and cameo and answering questions from fans that is causing them to spill the beans a bit so when you think about over the last couple of months who's been talking a little bit too much jacks page there are two people that have had twitches that have been on twitch alexa bliss and Bermoon. they've all been on twitch talking about how they don't like certain wrestlers because they get in. Some people might get injured in a match. So they've been trying to take up for certain things or they felt like people shouldn't be getting certain opportunities over others. Or you have more so people like AJ Styles who's just out there answering every any and every question thrown at him. Meanwhile, there are wrestlers on Cameo charging upwards of $275 to sometimes $300 to $400 
per message. <laughs> They're making money hand over fist. Number one, WWE doesn't get a piece of that. They're, that, that. they're not allowed to get any of that because technically they set this cameo up on their own. WWE has nothing to do with this parent company, so what are they going to do? They're not going to force them to send them any money, right? True. True. Then on top of that, what you have to understand, too, is WWE also wants to do virtual meet and greets. They want to be able to to optimize on this new virtual world we're living in. And if WWE superstars already have the option of doing it, then who's going to pay WWE? Why would they go to WWE when they can just hop on Cameo and get a message from Sasha Banks? Yep. So here's where people have forgotten how, well, some people don't know how business works. And then I'll let Alexis and Janae have their say. I am, I see it from both sides. I could understand it better if it was someone like Mia Yim or Casey and Kaden and Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, Dana Brooks, somebody who's kind of on the back burner of WWE stardom, right? They're either at the very beginning of their career or they're not as popular as, say, Sasha Banks or Bayley, right? Mm-hmm. I could understand them going on Cameo and having a Cameo account, and I could understand them wanting to, to connect to their fans in that capacity. I fully understand that 100%. I also wouldn't have a problem with a lot of the NXT people doing it because their pay is not even close to what the main roster guys get. So I... I'm of the mindset that if if that's what they want to do, then so be it. They should be able to do it. It has nothing to do with WWE. It's outside of their scope. Where you have a problem is that you guys signed a contract and you guys aren't reading your contract. Now, luckily we have Janae because Janae pretty much gets everything now. So (laughs) (laughs) when you read the legalese of the contract, it very clearly states that they cannot utilize their likeness and their names outside of the company without express consent from WWE, which means they cannot go on Cameo and charge people money for messages without consulting WWE first. It's the contract that you signed. Had you had had a lawyer and went into this and was like, I want my lawyer to overlook this and we can negotiate this contract, maybe things would be different. But because some people sign the contract because they're just thrilled to be in WWE, that is where you have an issue. Business 101 is you never, ever, ever sign a contract without knowing what the contract states or what it entails for you as an employer, as a company, as a brand, or what What the f- You have to be smarter than that. You have to look at what you're signing so you know what you're getting yourself into. WWE contracts for superstars is horrible. It literally makes them responsible for everything, and WWE owns it all, and they own nothing, unless they have the way of coming in to the company with their names, and expressly making sure that WWE doesn't own their name, their character, and their likeness. They have to protect themselves. 
this is where things get a little tricky. So the point of the conversation is this. Vince McMahon had a message for the superstars this past week. And basically what he did was he sent out a memo to everyone is that they cannot utilize third-party services so that they can supplement their income. They cannot do that anymore. Now, there are a lot of superstars who are quite pissed about this, and there are some people on Twitter who are going in about it and talking a lot of shit. But a lot of people don't understand how this is still... This still is... is, It's not WWE's fault. They're protecting their company. Now, I'm not going to say that WWE's perfect or that they're well within their right to... um, to take away an aspect of income for these superstars. But when you start talking about people like Sasha Banks and Roman Reigns being on Cameo and charging people $150 to $400 for messages, they're not in desperate need to do that. Roman Reigns makes almost four or $5 million a year from WWE salary alone. That does not include his merchandise. That is just the money he makes on that alone doesn't include any endorsements he may do outside of wwe none of that it simply includes his salary from wwe alone sasha banks also makes over a million in wwe you think about these people and their salaries and how much money they make they are living a comfortable lifestyle now I will say this, I do think it is unfair that WWE is in control of that much of the the inner workings of what the superstars do outside the company. That's a little overkill for me. I feel like if I'm an independent contractor, I should only be required to do what is required in the company. Anything I do outside of WWE has nothing to do with you. Here's where things get tricky. When you're utilizing property that the WWE owns, which includes their stage name, their likeness to the character, that is where this situation becomes wonky. That's why people are upset. That's why all the superstars are changing their Twitters and Instagrams to their real names so that they can do what they want to do outside the scope of WWE. Yeah, so... Um, today I was having a conversation with a Bailey slash, slash Sasha fan, didn't kind of, who didn't understand what everything means because when this first came out, everyone was talking about, oh, so they can't do Twitch, they can't do Cameo, they can't do this, they can't do that. And a lot of them weren't actually reading the fine print. They weren't reading, basically trying to understand what the WWE was saying. So when I got a hold of the, contract of the wwe and i read it it clearly says like tip was saying in the contract they cannot have any third-party affiliations without getting consent from the wwe now that doesn't necessarily mean that wwe is going to get a piece of the pie or the of the bag the, the coins per se sometimes they might but in just in general they just need permission because they are using their likeness they're using their character to basically promote whatever product that they're getting as far as sponsorship, whether on Cameo, whether they're on Twitch. Because right. they need to make sure if you're going to go online and start saying things, it's not going to come back to the WWE and make them look bad in some kind of light. The way that Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Bliss, um, Paige, AJ Styles, and some of these other wrestlers who have 
gone on Twitch and said things that happened backstage in the WWE does paint the WWE in a light to where people may start to think there's a lot of negative things happening behind the scenes. Not saying that everything's positive backstage in WWE. We all know not every wrestling company is going to be unicorns and marshmallows and Skittles everywhere, but they don't want people to know that. They don't want to see people to think that the WWE doesn't have a handle on things that happen backstage with producers, wrestlers, um, technical people, ring set up people. Right. So I had I had to explain that. So then earlier today, Mike Rome, for those of you who don't know, he is the ring announcer for the WWE. He went on Twitch and he clearly stated um, him and Paige and me uh, as well. They all went onto their social media platforms and basically um, changed their names to their real names. Miriam just changed it to her initials and then Yim. But Mike Rome clearly stated that all that they have to do is to change their stage names to their real birth given names. They can't have any WWE affiliation in their videos uh, and they can't talk about WWE things that happens. As long as they abide by those rules, they can still continue with the Twitch um, and they can still continue with the YouTubes, um, even with the cameos, as long as they use their real names. And when you go to their cameos, it says nothing about the WWE, they are still fine to do that. Now, a lot of people that I was talking to were, were saying how it doesn't make sense because, well, the fans know them by their stage name. And I'm just going to say this. If you are a fan of the Baileys, the Sasha Banks, the Roman Reigns, the Big E's, um, the Ric Flair's, the Charlotte Flair's, and all of them, you getting a personal cameo from them using their real name should not detour you on whether or not you're going to be a fan of them. The WWE wants to start their own meet and greet because with COVID and them not knowing when they're going to have fans back, that is a big, that's a big part of them making money as well. When they do these meet and greets, you get two minutes with the wrestlers and you're paying, depending on who the wrestler is, you can be paying $150, $200, $400, five hundred dollars so they are losing money just in that aspect because these wrestlers are using their stage names their characters you have fans asking them about storylines like a lot of times sasha banks gets asked about storylines with bailey um they get asked about with becky and she's just openly talking about she's not giving away any backstage secrets or anything but she's openly talking about the wwe they're losing money in that aspect So what they're trying to do is they're trying to find ways to keep you guys engaged with your favorite wrestlers, but as a business to make money. They are a business. They are trying to make money. And it's one of those things where if they start doing meet and greets and let's say they're charging $300 for you to have a two minute session with, let's say, Lacey Evans. But Lacey Evans is on Cameo saying, hey, for $275, you get a two minute plus personal video I can give to you, people are going to go there because with these WWE meet and greet, it's not going to be like camera. There's going to be specific rules that they have to abide by as a wrestler and by as a fan. With these cameos, these rules are made up by the wrestlers themselves. Right. So that's why I can see why some of these fans are upset that they have to change their stage names. But me personally, I'm all for wrestlers making a bag. 
But at the same time, I understand how the WWE feels like we're trying to rebrand and rebuild our company as a whole. Uh, and that also started with they hired a new person for marketing who used to be this uh, vice president CEO for some kind of entertainment label um, that Beyonce was running. They just hired that guy. So they're trying to market and rebrand more towards the social media internet side because all their viewers and fans are no longer going to be in person. So now they have to switch gears to make sure they can cater to people on TV and the people on the internet. So a lot of you fans need to realize like, does it hurt? Does it hurt them in a sense? Not, not so much for the big stars because they still making their money. They're still making their bag. But if all they have to do is just change their name to their birth given name. So if Sasha Banks can't be Sasha Banks on cameo, or she starts a YouTube or Twitch, she has to be Mercedes MKV, whatever her indie name is, or whatever her full name is, and she can still make the money, then fine. WWE is saying you can't do it. They're just saying we're going to, even though our contract says you can't, and that you have to ask us, we are still giving you guys the free room to allow yourself to make money on the side because we don't have house shows. We don't have sales from ticket fans. We're allowing you to do this. Just we ask you not to use your stage name. And that's all they're asking. So I think fans need to like relax. You're still you're still gonna get your favorite wrestlers on your cameos and stuff like that. You may not see a lot of it because I know they still want to do meet and greet. So there may be a little thing they have to work it out um with um WWE. And while we're on the subject, I'm just gonna read something that was just posted um by Fightful. Hold on a second, Janae. Before you do that, just mm-hmm. want to clear something up. So well, a lot of people think that because wrestlers are in, in certain companies that they own their likeness and that they own their name. And that's not always the case. So let's take The Undertaker, for example. The Undertaker's character was created solely in the WWE. He had nothing to do with that. So The Undertaker doesn't own the rights to the character's likeness or the name. He would have to buy it from WWE. That's the very same thing that happens in most aspects of the entertainment industry. So just quickly, the little lesson that you have to understand is that when you get a pop star or a superstar of some sort and they um, end up changing their names later on in their career, it's normally because the record label owns the person's name. They own that pop star's name. Now, your real name, your birth given name, they could never own that because that is your name. It was given to you at birth. It's written out on every document that you have that tells who you are. So they can't own your real name. That's another bullshit narrative that's being thrown around is that Ben says he owns their real name. I don't think he meant literally their legal names. I think he meant that he owns their, their character's names. He owns that aspect of it, which is true. He does, because most of them have given him the right to do so. And I don't think they know that they've done that. So when you think about how WWE is structured, a lot of characters in WWE are built within the company itself. Even though they may have had input on creating it, WWE's creative property is theirs. And when you think, when you start talking about creative property, it's a very, very tricky world to navigate. And sometimes people forget that even an idea can be owned and sold. 
So you yeah. have to be mindful of that. And I don't want people to think that just because WWE is doing something that may appear to be cruel, it it's is, not. It is it's business. It's not. Because they, they own the prop, they own the rights to these characters. Now, when it comes to their contracts and what they do with the superstars, that's a whole different conversation that we'll have after Janae um yeah. the the fightful article. Yeah, so like Tiff was saying, it's basically when you see the characters like The Fiend, Roman Reigns, um, Lacey Evans, all their characters are intellectual property, like Tiff was saying, of the WWE. The WWE helped with the characters. Some of them actually gave them the character that came up with the name. The WWE paid for the trademarks for those names. So also, when you think of indie wrestlers, indie wrestlers, because I had a lot of people come up uh, say to me, well, what about the indie wrestlers? They can't do it. Yes, they can, because in certain situations, as part of the deal to sign with, let's say, the WWE, they sometimes have to give up their legal right to own their name to where the WWE can now trademark their name so they can get royalty payments from T-shirts, uh, toys, um, mugs, socks and everything else. And on top of that, the thing with the WWE is depending on who you are as a wrestler, the percentage of your merch sales isn't a lot. Some people only get 2% of their merch sales. Now, if you're a bigger wrestler, you can put that in your contract that you want a bigger percentage of your merch sales. So not everyone who's an indie wrestler that comes into, you know, the main, um, a big company like WWE is going to keep their name. They usually have to give that right up the minute they sign uh, those papers. So that's also something that you guys need to be aware of. Um, but the, the arc basically says, as mentioned last night, while there were some outraged names in the WWE, it, was, it wasn't unanimous. Some told us that they understood that cameo cuts into the WWE's virtual meet and greet. However, in the initial language, WWE was very foggy about whether or not they were trying to prevent streaming. Cameo, the like outright, or just with the intellectual property. Uh, Fightful directly asked if this included real names. Um, thus far, based on the wrestlers that we've spoken to, None plan on ceasing their cameo or streaming setups. Two specifically noted that if WWE wants them to, they'll need to contract and negotiate to compensate the limitations and changes. That is because a lot of them are going to change it to their real names. The WWE cannot tell them what they can and cannot do under their real name. So if they want to go on cameo and they want to do other things under their real names, the WWE cannot stop them. So when the WWE came out, um, with like a, um, with like a, is it like a press, like a, 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 a press a release? Statement. Yeah. Yeah. They like came a, out with their statement and basically what they said was, they said, much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates and promotes and invests in its intellectual property. To pause and just to explain, intellectual property is very similar to owning real estate. The only difference is it it dabbles in ideas and creativity of a person's um, makeup. So, like, think of it like, um, so when you look at how WWE is structured and how all businesses are structured, intellectual property is like rubies and diamonds. It is the very existence of their company and they will protect it at all costs. So when you think about the superstars and how they're presented to us, that is what they own. They own the character that we see, not the person. 
So people have to start making a distinction between the two. And I know some of you guys who listen to us are very, very young, so it might go over your head a bit, but it's very, very simple. If you see a cartoon character on television, you watch Cartoon Network, Steven Universe is on there, right? You're sitting there watching Steven Universe. Cartoon Network doesn't own the likeness of Steven Universe. They distribute the cartoon, okay? The likeness of Steven Universe, the character itself, is owned by the cartoonist that created it for the overall company, not Cartoon Network. They're a distributor. They're the ones who make sure we get to see Steven Universe, but they don't own Steven Universe. Do you see what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. a difference. There's a distinction between the two. There's levels to this shit. And that's what people just don't understand. Nobody's trying to stop their bag. I don't think WWE is like, well, we don't get none of that money. So, which they could, they could very well. They're, they're assholes. So it's plausible, but I don't think that's the case because he never said anything before. In the beginning, everything was great. The superstars were all over Twitch YouTube, Cameo, all over the place. Nobody was saying a word. And this hasn't just started happening. This has been happening for the last couple of years. The superstars have been all over the internet utilizing various services. So it's strange that now they would decide to enforce the rule in their contracts when they could have did that from the very beginning. So if it was about money, they would have shut them down from the very beginning. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Not about the money. It's about what they say in the streams and on all those different platforms that is costing WWE storylines and it is putting them in a bad light. At the end of the day, it is about protecting their business. And if you are not loyal to the business, then you're an enemy to the business. And that's just the bottom line. But I'll finish reading their statement pretty much a press statement. They said, much like Disney and Warner Brothers, WWE creates and promotes and invests in its intellectual property. Stage names of performers like The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Reigns, Biggie, and Strowman. It is the control and exploitation of these characters that allows WWE to drive revenue, which in turn enables the company to compensate performers at the highest levels in the sports entertainment industry. Notwithstanding the contractual language, it is imperative for the success of our company to protect our greatest assets and establish partnerships with third parties on a company-wide basis rather than at an individual level, which as a result will provide more value for all involved. In many words, they basically said that we're not going to allow our property to be licensed out without our consent. That is the issue. You're utilizing our our shit on another platform and making money off of it, and you didn't ask us if you can do that. That's a violation of your contract, and we're not having it. You can't put Captain Marvel in a DC movie without talking to Marvel first. Yep. You can't do that. You can't have Spider-Man in in any movie. Sony owns Spider-Man, right? For a long time, people were pissed because Spider-Man was not a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Why? Because he's not owned by Fox Searchlight. He's not a part of that. So, of course, he's not going to be in that goddamn movie unless they license him out. 
the reason why he was in the Avengers movie is because he was licensed out from Sony to do so. They still had to pay them to use that character's likeness. They still have to pay him. That is why Sony distributes Spider-Man. It's still a Marvel film. It's still a part of that Marvel universe, but Sony distributes it. It's their property. There's nothing you can do about that. They have to ask permission to utilize them. That is the same thing that's happening here. And if you think that this isn't what's going to happen in other wrestling companies, you are out of your fucking mind. If MLW creates a character and that character is not utilized the way they want them to, they will ax that shit quickly. The same thing for AEW and any other company that exists. They're not going to allow the likeness of a character they put time, money, and effort into to be used somewhere else, and they don't get to be able to control how it is used, especially when you're on a goddamn platform telling everybody all the church's business. We just, we talked about Nia Jax a few months ago. She was on there talking about, and she was alluding to Ronda Rousey. I don't care what anybody says she was about how dangerous of a wrestler she was, how she had no business being in the ring. Then a few months later, here comes Bliss and Amber Moon talking about how people shouldn't be on TV and why do they have titles and this and that. You're questioning the very company that you work for on a now platform where now millions of people can watch you. Nobody sees anything wrong with that. Yeah, and it's just like I said, it's just one of those things is... If, like Mike Rohn was saying, and again, he works for WWE, he's there all the time. All they have to do is change whatever stage name they're using for their cameos or Twitch and all that, change it to the real name. The WWE is fine with it. So for people who are causing an uproar and they're upset because their favorite wrestler can't go by their stage name, they will be okay. They will be fine. It was in their contract. They couldn't do it. WWE let them slide. But people got mouths and they'd be gossiping at a at a black folks barbecue about their cousin they didn't want to see. They just grew legs though. They got yeah, older legs. superstars like Mick Foley and Kevin Nash talking about it. And now it's gone political because former presidential candidate Andrew Yang has now jumped into the fire. But on his end, He's talking about WWE superstars not having any rights and them not having a union and them not having any insurance. I can tell you about that. I have been dying over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to wait my turn. It's my turn now and I'm taking over. Go ahead, Alexis. Take it all. All right. (laughs) Here's a history lesson from you, from your local wrestling historian. Do you want to by the WWE, which is one of the biggest sports, entertainment, wrestling, whatever the fuck you want to call it, business, why their people are doing third-party things, and I'm going to have my say on that after I get done with this. Well, children, back in the 80s, superstar Billy Graham wanted to form a wrestler's union, because if y'all aren't aware, wrestlers, even today, have to pay for their own ticket, they have to pay for their own lounging, and they have to pay for their own medical insurance, which is crazy 
crazy when you think about that. Am I right? So I feel like the grandpa who just lit up a fucking cigarette, like while I'm telling a story, like what the fuck? Um, so anyway, they, uh, so superstar Billy Graham wanted to start a union and it was getting a lot of hype in the back. Cause they're like, yeah, you know, going to, we're going to do this and put our bodies on the line. We should get some health insurance or something. And this was getting a lot of momentum in the back. Well, there was one wrestler who didn't like that idea and he was worried how it was going to affect him. And he snitched. He went to Vince and he sold his fellow wrestlers out. And if you notice that, that's where a lot of them lost their push. They got stupid characters or they didn't do anything with them afterwards. And that wrestler was Hulk Hogan. So ever since the 80s, think about it. It's 2020 now. Ever since the 80s, WWE wrestlers have been afraid to unionize because they know what Terry did to the rest of the guys in the back. This is really dumb, considering right now we're in a worldwide pandemic, even though y'all don't want to admit to it, it's still fucking happening, whether you like it or not. And these wrestlers are out here having, you know, doing this with all with COVID, and they are still paying for their own health insurance. So, like, if a wrestler gets hurt, they're fucked. WWE covers some of it, but they're paying for the rest of it. And I really think right now, because I read up on Mr. Yang, I read up a lot what he has to say, and I am pro-union, I believe. Because think about this. WWE is the only sport where they have to pay for their plane ticket, where they have to pay for lounging or for their hotels, for their rental cars, for their health insurance, for everything else. They are the only sport that has to do that. NHL's got their guys covered. NFL's got their guys covered. We all know the NBA covers their guys real fucking good. And not WWE. And I think right now, with all this shit going on, right now would be a great time to unionize. Because, I mean, it's just, I think it's bullshit that these men and women are putting their lives out on the line. And getting hurt and it's really fucking scary when you think about it um i think i think it's real funny though the uh excuse me in the past couple of years wwe's been real lenient about the whole excuse me wwe has been very lenient about the whole third party thing and now all of a sudden it just seems like people want to come out and they start saying shit they're not supposed to be saying, which is dumb anyway, because if you think about this, say you're in a Marvel movie. When you're in a Marvel movie, you can't say anything. You can't talk about spoilers. You can't talk about anything that goes on in the movie. There is a part of their contract where they are not allowed to talk about anything that goes on in that movie. You say something, you could get in some really big trouble. That's why a lot of people like people try to get leaks and then guess what? Half the shit don't come out. So I think it's really shitty that now like they were really lenient on it. They were real cool about it. And then all of a sudden now that people have decided they want to start running their mouths and spilling shit, 
because, you know, we all know Vince likes to shred up scripts at the last minute. That they're saying shit, they're spilling, like, secrets that they're not supposed to be saying. It's not like KGB shit. But it's like, if you're working on a storyline that's supposed to take you from now till WrestleMania, and you have someone out here just going, oh, yeah, well, you know, this, this, and this is going to happen. Like, seriously, what the what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So now, like, I see it from just a point of where some people had to go fuck it up for everybody else now, and now the WWE is making a big fucking deal about it. And honestly, Andrew Yang, if you had came out and told us you were a wrestling fan, you know how many wrestling people would be going for you? Like, we would have supported your ass. Not trying to get political here. But, like, Janae, truth or not, would we have been, like, going, oh, shit, well, hey, promote this guy, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, and you and me had a conversation about this earlier. And I can understand that the WWE is, like, if you use their intellectual property, I can understand that. But to me, it... It just seems like I'm I'm looking on the other side here. Say like say I was a WWE wrestler and I did a Twitch streaming a streaming or whatever. Like you as a WWE, even though you're an independent contractor, you can't be going spilling shit about what your company is working on. That's like any company you work for. You can't say like if if you work for fucking NASA, you can't be going on Twitch saying shit that NASA's doing behind the scenes. Like, that's just fucking dumb on their part. Yeah, I agree. They shouldn't be still secrets. They shouldn't be doing it. Because that that messes up a lot of things. Because if you're giving away backstage storylines or something like that, that kind of ruins it for the certain people who like the element of surprise for certain storylines. If you're giving away backstage stuff on who you think is or who's a quote-unquote unsafe worker, excuse me, or like Ember Moon, and I'm just going to say Ember Moon and Paige and Bliss and Nijax have all openly talked about how they didn't think that Bailey and Sasha should have been tag champs, how they should be given, how it should be given to, you know, other women on the card. And it's just like, by you saying those things, and other things too, you're basically giving the illusion that there is some kind of issues going on backstage. Like, and, and a lot of people can put up arguments that's them in character, but like, if you got legit beef with someone that you work with, especially a big platform like WWE, where everybody follows everybody, don't be, don't be talking shit like that, because you know, people like the dumbass wrestling fans are going to blow this way out of fucking proportion. And then, you know, you've got people that start saying shit like, oh, yeah, this was supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen. Like, a lot of these older wrestlers, people get hung up. They're like, well, why are they talking about this 20 years later? Like, you don't, like, we, you got to understand. We don't, I mean, we don't know anything that goes on backstage. But what all these, what do all these old wrestlers say? We couldn't say shit back then. But now that we're not under contract with them, we can say what they can say from their point of view what happened. Yeah. And then also it feeds into the rumors of so-called discontentment. I think that's the word for certain wrestle. Like when, you know, Bliss and 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 Paige and Ember Moon were on 
their little platforms talking about how they didn't think Sasha and Bailey should be champs. And, you know, Bliss was agreeing with it. There's been rumors that Bliss and Sasha didn't like each other. There's been rumors that because Bliss and Sasha didn't like each other, that Nia Jax didn't like uh, Sasha Banks. Ember Moon is best friends with Bliss, so it looked like Ember Moon may have a problem with Sasha Banks and, and Bailey or any of the other wrestlers um, that they were talking about. It just gives us the illusion that, you know, everyone doesn't like each other when that's, I mean, you're not going to get along with everybody at your job, but don't give off a false illusion that everything is just negative backstage because in real life, Bliss and Sasha are fine. Sasha and Night Jacks are fine. Say that again? I don't know where that rumor started from because, like, I, I told that to Nicole and she's like, well, she was dating her husband for, like, seven years and i think it's before they were she was dating her husband her now husband for a very long time and i don't i don't know well, man. the original thing was there okay so there was a point in nxt where they didn't get along because sasha was on the so when bliss came into nxt she didn't know much about wrestling and i'm on the the, the thing where it's like you don't have to be Einstein and know everything about wrestling. If you come in and be respectful, you learn your craft and everything else, and you put in the hard work to show that, even though you may not have grown up watching wrestling your whole life, but if you dedicate your craft and show that you want to be there, that's fine. But when Bliss came in, she didn't know much about wrestling. She couldn't tell the difference between Matt and Jeff Hardy the whole nine. And Bliss didn't come from an indie background. She came from an athletic background, but not an indie background. Sasha, on the other hand, came from an indie background. She was an indie wrestler before she got into NXT. So there were certain, there was that, that that was like a little thing. There was during matches, if you go back and look at certain matches that Sasha had with Bliss, there were times that Sasha would do extra things that wasn't a part of the match. There was a match that she had, she had just pinned Bliss, Bliss kicked out, and Sasha just basically walloped and smacked the, the shit out of Bliss's vagina. Like just straight up that wasn't part of the thing there was also um an issue where Mikazi, her husband had to get involved because there was a photographer who was doing photographs back in the day of nxt and he was photographing um photographing sasha banks but he also wanted to do photographs with alexa bliss and someone told him that when sasha found out about it she was talking shit she wasn't happy about it and that she was being really rude and Mikazi had to come out and set him straight. And then he changed his whole tune all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Oh yeah, it must've been, you know, miscommunication the whole nine. So there was, there was something there. And then when you move forward towards um, like them being on the main roster, you can tell during when they had interviews with each other, Sasha would make certain faces when Bliss was talking yeah. other times, she would roll her eyes. So there was some discontent between them two and it included Nia Jax because at that time Nia Jax and Bliss were best friends. Yeah, but right, uh, yeah, they were best friends. Um, and then when we get when we got to the point of when Sasha after WrestleMania and stuff, um, Bliss didn't say anything to my knowledge. Sasha basically at Bliss on Twitter and was just like, "Oh, so you just gonna block me? You scared? Blah blah blah." And Alexa Bliss was just like, "Stop listening." Bliss was just like, I'm sick of your shit. So there was some discontentment. That doesn't mean they're having it now from what rumors and stuff report. 
Bailey helped them. They figured it out. They're perfectly fine. They're not like best friends, but they're fine. They're not beefing. They're not doing anything. So when wrestlers go and start doing things like that, it just makes it seems like there's a lot of negativity and hate going on. So the right. WWE wants to put a stop to that because they don't want people thinking their company is a bunch of just independent contractors just doing whatever they want to do backstage. Made it up AEW. She said it. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. That's um, neat. Well, if that's the case, then they need to make them employees. That way they can say and do all of those things without them looking like complete and total shit bags. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm just like, I think I'm not a business for, I don't have a business degree. Tiff has a business degree, but I think she would agree like it's for the best. They need to stop running their mouth. Like if you have an issue with how a wrestler performs against your friend because you think they're injuring your friend, do what you said you did and take it up with the people backstage. That doesn't mean go on Twitch with your little group of Bellas or whatever they, they call themselves or the show or whatever with your friends and start talking shit about the person. Not, But don't name them, but clearly talk about specific things that's not hard to find who they were talking about. And that was one of the things that I didn't like that, that Nia Jax did was she basically talked about certain instances with Ronda Rousey and Bliss, but just didn't name her. It's just like, at this point, you might as well name the girl because you gave the date, the time, the place, the match. You basically gave it away that it was Ronda Rousey, that you felt like um, Bliss couldn't, um, Bliss, she was, Bliss was getting injured. And then you made it seem like Bliss couldn't stick up for herself, which I'm pretty sure that I feel like the girl's been in that company has been pushed to the moon and back that she's at a point in her career where she can actually speak up and say things for herself. She's a big girl. She's an adult. She can open up her mouth and say something. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, we're not going to sit and this is the thing. So people are probably going to take it the wrong way. Like we're siding with WWE, but we're not. It's, it's simple. Right is right. And wrong is wrong. Okay. And the legality of the situation. So because of the way WWE's contract is structured, they have the upper hand. That's the reality of the situation. Does it make it right? Not per se. However, the 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 power of the superstars. I've always been of the mindset that they have the power when it comes to their careers and the way they want to go, especially when they get to be bigger stars like Reigns and like Brock Lesnar and like Seth Rollins. You have an immense amount of power, but you're allowing WWE to control where it goes. So if Reigns and all of the big superstars were like, we're not going to go for this, you're not going to control everything we do, and they just boycott, WWE has nothing to fall back on, and this would be the perfect time to do that. The pandemic puts them in an impossible situation. They don't have a choice. You either do what these superstars want or you're not going to have a show. This yeah, is what I mean, this Kevin, is what, Owens, Kevin no. Owens, he basically came in after being off Raw, after being off TV, came in and realized, you know what? Certain things about safety precautions is not right. Like, people are not wearing a mask. And Kevin Owens just came in and said, hey, Vince, this shit needs to get fixed or I'm not coming back. And next thing you know, the next draw, 
everybody had on face masks. Right. Well, they so implemented new things. It's like you've got to start making decisions that embody that that helps the greater good. And I'm not saying that people have to risk their careers, but sometimes sacrifice it it it, it, it enables the greater good. When you look at I'm not trying to compare struggles, but just hear me out. Colin Kaepernick risked his entire career for something that he believed in. And in the end, Colin Kaepernick was the one who ended up taking the brunt of the fall, along with several other football players who decided that they were going to quietly and peacefully protest. Now, here's the thing. In the in our minds, in, in my mind, the same thing can be done in WWE, but it can be done a whole hell of a lot smarter. They don't have a lot to risk because WWE right now are the ones who don't have the upper hand. You don't have any other superstars to make right now. And in this day and age, with everybody being so afraid of COVID, right now would be the perfect time to put your foot right on WWE's neck. So if you don't want to have to deal with this aspect of what they're asking of you, then the simplest explanation would be like, look, you either let me make my little mint on the side, or I'm going to keep my ass at home. And I have been holding y'all down this entire pandemic. If anything, you owe me this. Now, yeah. I'll keep my mouth shut about what's going on in the WWE. I'm not going to talk shit about that. But you're not going to stop my bag. That's all they had to do. Like that, I, I don't agree with them coming out and spilling the dirty laundry because we look, we all know the WWE is a horrible company. We know that. We've known that for years. As Nicole says it, Vince is Satan. Like that's why that old man isn't dead yet because he knows he's going right to hell and Satan knows he's going to take over. Let's just be 100% honest about this shit. She like, do say that. It's fucked okay. up. She do say that. It's fucked up. I get it. Like, <laughs> I get it. It's extremely fucked up. Um, but like, you don't need to be going on there and trying to stir shit up in your own company and say, you know, like, you know, like, how, how can I fucking say this? Get your money and y'all need to fucking unionize because like Kevin Owens, he was not playing around that fucking math thing. He, his wife lost a family member to yeah. COVID. And he broke down crying because he was explaining why he hadn't been there for a while. And, you know, if Kevin Owens has the balls to step up to Vince, because, you know, Kevin's a father, he's a husband, he saw what this did to his wife. If he has the, if one dude has the balls to stand up to Vince McMahon, can you imagine what that entire locker room, if they banded together and they're like, look, we've been doing this through COVID. We've been coming in. We've been dealing with this shit. We're still having to pay for our own crap. This is bullshit. We need to get together. We need to get help. We need to be actual employees, not independent contractors. We need to be getting health insurance, which in 2020, it still blows my fucking mind that wrestlers do not have, they have to pay for their own health insurance. Right. Like that is goddamn ridiculous. The NFL don't do that. The NBA don't do that. Well, the NFL might as well do it because they're just as shitty, but I get what you're going with it. So, like, what was, like, I said this to you guys, I'll say it here, because it was, like, my, that moment of, oh, wow, Alexis actually sounds smart. She Um, is smart. I hate when she does this. She is smart. She's not stupid. (laughs) Okay. So, let's just, here's the brass tacks of things. WWE 
ever since COVID hit, all sports shut down. Right. Everything came to a screaming halt. The only thing we had, I mean, like AEW was doing it. I mean, but NWA shut down, MLW shut down. So all we really had for wrestling was either you go back and you watch old shit or you watch WWE. Yeah. They have been the only sustaining sport. I'm just going to call it sport. Mm-hmm. That has been going on since this whole shit has started. And they can't give their wrestlers fucking health insurance. They can't pay for them to have their own plane tickets. They can't make sure that they show up at a hotel. Mm. Like, And that's where we don't, where we draw the line. It's like, you, you can understand the logic behind what's going on, but at the same time, they got some shit that they need to fix. And they're they're not being fair to their superstars. They're not being fair to um their and 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 just to be honest, they're not being fair to us either because you are not prolonging the longevity of your superstars by not providing them with health care. You're also allowing them to pseudo almost kill themselves every time they go out there when they're doing these crazy stunts on TV. And yet you don't want to make sure that they at least live to see their names be put in the Hall of Fame if it means something to them. Right. And uh, and I don't mean just like the mainstream if we want to if we want to talk about I don't know if we should call it mainstream, but any like independent wrestlers, people signed to the WWE, because here's what you're thinking. If they're so if WWE higher ups are so mad that their wrestlers are doing side hustles and doing Twitch and doing TikTok and doing, you know, sponsorships and all this shit. Doesn't that make you want to think that maybe you should be paying your people more? Because the only time I know someone like who works a second job, people who work three jobs, they do a side thing. They do Uber Eats, they do DoorDash, they do whatever. They're trying to make a little extra money on the side because Half the time it comes down to they're not getting a wage or X amount to supplement income. So I just want to know how one of the biggest sports, entertainment, sports, whatever, I'm not whatever. I just want to know how one of the biggest companies in the sports business right now cannot pay to have pay their people decent amount, give them health insurance, have them not have to pay for their own traveling and lodging because that's just absolute. Like you, like you hear Daniel Bryan, he said, yeah, even when I got signed to WWE, I was still sleeping in my car because he could not afford a hotel room. And not to mention rental cars, because think about it. You got to drive from, think if you're in California and you're in, say you're in San Diego one night and then you got to drive to San Jose the next night then you got to drive to Los Angeles the next night I have no idea to like geography of California so I'm just pulling names out of my ass but you, get, <laughs> like, you have to drive around rental cars aren't cheap no they are not and gas so, is not when it comes to like California so San Jose is in Northern California um, San Diego is in Southern so is LA so if they have um, 
a, a match in San Diego and their next match is in San Jose. Actually, a cheaper thing would be for them would to take a flight from the San Diego, from San Diego um, to San Jose and then take another flight from San Jose to, um, excuse me, to L.A. just because the drive is really long. Um, if it's like a close city, then they would probably drive it. But if it's like more than a couple of hours, then yeah. So like one of the things I saw on the WWE, they had a um, they had a match in Los Angeles. They had a show in Los Angeles, and they had to go to Ontario, California, which is like 30 minutes from me. That's like maybe an hour drive. So they would drive there. But anytime you're going from the bottom of a state to um, the the top, not the top, but like kind of like a little bit more than like middle way, then you would you would take a flight. Okay. Well, it's okay. I just I did I just it blows my mind though that like they have to still pay for everything. And you don't see the NFL doing that. Like all these NHL guys. Like my husband got very excited because he thought the Lightning when they were going to Nashville there was a rumor they were going to stop over in Nashville. Field to take a look at their plane and he got very excited because he's like the lightning might be landing i'm like cool get an autograph for me you know <laughs> um but then it's just like it's crazy because in where i am if you wrestle in knoxville and your next show is in nashville it, that's a two and a half hour drive mm-hmm. it's two like i think it's like an hour and a half flight but still, though, I mean, that's not a cheap flight because you're just like, oh, it's the next town over. No, it's not. It's not. Nothing is cheap in this in this day and age we live in. Everything costs you something. And then in, in, in their case, yes, they're being paid a substantial amount of money. That's why guys like Roman Reigns and John Cena have buses. So when they started making the kind of money where you know you're pretty much at the pinnacle of the company you're on that way to being the one of the guys you know you're like okay what can i do so you learn from the guys who are around you john cena had a bus i think miss has a bus when they go from small cities they drive their buses they get on their bus and ride their bus all the way to um the next city Rhonda used to drive she used to drive from city to city because it was just it was easier and it was cheaper. And sometimes they may fly. Um, it depends on where they're going. If they can fly, they will fly or if they need to fly, they'll fly. And it is sad that they have to pay for their own flight and do all this extra stuff. But sometimes they're compensated on the back end for it. They get to be champion and they get to walk around with the belt and then they get to have a cricket wireless deal and they get to have shoe deals like look at new day and sasha banks both of them had shoe deals with b-lot also sasha banks is actually about to come out with um they're doing some kind of fashion thing with a bunch of like really famous people and not only is sasha banks getting her own thing her husband uh Mikazi, is actually going to help design it so that's a bag i have a question though wouldn't they be able to put that on their taxes as like work expenses or can they not do that because they're individually contracted 
That is a very good question. Um, can they consider that to be a work expense? You mean like in terms of what exactly? Because so I'm like for me, for my job, when I do outdoor work and stuff, my um, and like I have to like pay for um. So like they they'll pay for my flight, but I still have to pay for like my food, um my Oh, you're talking about like when they fly and they're going yeah. from city to city. Yes. Yeah, when they fly or their hotel, can't they put that on their taxes? Yes, they can. Some of that yes. Back? yes, that is considered an expense because that is something they have to pay for. So yes, they can get it back that way. That is I that's how you itemize it because if they don't and they don't like because they're independent contractors, so they would have to. So it's this very same way, like when Uber drivers file for ta their taxes, they mm -hmm. have to file it by their mileage. Okay. So how long, however much they drive or how or however far they go, they will get their money back through their income tax. And that will have that can happen with these superstars because they're independent contractors. Here is the thing about being an independent contractor that needs to be changed, the good and the bad. The good aspect of being an independent contractor is when you file taxes, the money that you put into your company, you get back. So when I file taxes for my business and my husband, he has a nine to five. So when I file, a lot of times we get a lot of money back because I have expenses that go into my business. I have a phone separate for my business that I have to use. I have to pay for my website. I have to pay for um, inventory. If I keep inventory, I have to pay for that. I have to pay for my office space. I can, I have a special office space that can be written off on my taxes. Gas I use to go deliver products, gas I use to pick up products, mailing expenses, all of that can be written off. So anything that they do within the WWE that is outside the scope of WWE providing it for them, they can write that off on their taxes as a business expense. So their flights, yes. Driving, yes. All of that traveling they do 365 days a year, they will get all of that money back at some in some capacity when they file their taxes with whatever accountant that they have. It's, okay. It's an expense. So, like, if they spend like ten thousand on flights, food, and car rentals, they'll probably see like half of it back. Yeah, they'll pay taxes on it because technically, they are. Um, it. It. I mean, it, it's tricky, but because I don't understand tax law as well as I should, I actually detest doing my taxes. <laughs> but I do understand that there is. They, they can itemize it. So they'll go in, like if they use H&R Block, they'll go in and they'll ask them if they have any business expenses and it makes it really simple. All you have to do is tell them, I went from here to here and they'll be like, okay, log your mileage. And you'll have to tell them how you traveled, how many um, days a week you traveled, how long you traveled, the hours, it bare bones. Just tell them everything. They'll calculate it, it's done. Or go to an accountant, that's what you pay them for. Okay. <laughs> so at least they see some of it back, which which isn't too bad. No, but if you're a new wrestler coming into WWE, WWE should compensate you. But I remember Rich Triple H saying that WWE would provide Mick Foley and some of them with like tickets to to go to the next city. 
And then McFoley would cash his ticket in, get the money, and then drive. Yeah. So I don't know what, I don't know if they've changed their policy within the last year, I mean, within the years or so, but if you're gonna, if I would imagine that new superstars would be compensated if they don't have the funds, because it doesn't make sense to me for them to, for them to bring in some of these guys, and some of these guys are between the ages of like 19 and 25, and there's no way that these kids have the kind of money to be able to travel all over the country. Mm-hmm. Not like that. I mean, that's what, like, the the joke is. Well, it's not a joke. It's probably the sad reality where it's like they talk about being indie wrestlers on the scene for so long. And they're like, look, I'm lucky if I got paid enough money to put a, put gas in my car and get a dollar cheeseburger after that's the show. absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. that just. It blows my mind, and it makes me, like, so incredibly sad, like, okay, I may sound like a horrible bitch, but, like, if anyone's out there, like, chasing your dream, and you're putting the work in, and you're gonna, you know, you're like, no, I I know I can do this, and you're you're putting it in there, like, especially when you do something as physical as pro wrestling, there is no excuse why you shouldn't be able to get the money that you deserve, and, you know, whether you're Joe Schmo at the fucking indie bingo hall deal where there's five people there, or you're working in MLW, or you're working in AEW, or you're working in WWE, like, because we've always said WWE is not, not the brass ring anymore. You don't have to go there to make yourself big. No, you don't. But with the work that you put in, and not to mention what you do to your body, like, you, you the only thing I do know that the WWE pays for is when they're overseas, they pay for their flights and their hotels. And if it's like one of the big pay-per-views, they'll pay for that. They'll pay for all of that. Yeah, but then what about all the other pay-per-views in between? I mean, I know right now with, with COVID, everything's been in Orlando, but it's just like. Well, I think that's kind of the beauty of them having NXT, though. Because NXT is stationary. The only time they travel is when they do do a pay-per-view. And for the most part, they're performing. They have a contract with Full Sail. So they're not going anywhere. So they're, like, sending their superstars. They're like, okay, we want to sign you. They come to NXT, and they learn how to wrestle at the Performance Center. They're living in Florida. And then they go to work. I will say... the beauty, um, not to cut her off, but like the beauty of the the performance center makes it a little bit easier. But on the main roster, they're kind of shell shocked a little bit when they come to the main roster because it's a totally different ball game. And I think we've said this before, but I think Triple H and Shawn Michaels truly need to prepare when superstars are moved from the main roster from NXT to the main roster because. It just it they either can hang or they can't. It really it really messes up very good talent when you don't give them the tools to be able to perform effectively. Yeah, because I do know I saw an interview. I have to find it that if you're in NXT, because yeah, NXT they're basically in Florida. They would have their Florida house show loops, but then they would go for their takeovers, and then every once in a while. They would do a traveling NXT show. I went to an NXT show in Riverside. It was amazing. But from that, NXT paid. Anytime they had to leave the state of Florida for a show, 
NXT, uh, NXT paid for their flights and paid for their hotels. See what Not I'm just saying. the pay-per-views, yeah. just like even like the house show looks they would do in different states. NXT paid. NXT basically pays for everything for the wrestlers if they are outside the state of Florida. See that 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 sounds more like the smart thing to do. Like that sounds like something that they should have been doing. That the main roster needs to be doing. I don't know. I think. I think the issue is by the time they get to the main roster, they should have had, you know, they should have enough money of their own to be able to do it. But with the way that NXT superstars are paid, Finn Balor right now is the highest compensated superstar. And he has, he still gets paid his main roster pay. So... That leads me to believe that their salaries aren't extremely high, which is why they should compensate their flights and all of that. Yeah, some of the rest of their salaries are not are not that high. Like I don't know. I know like Roman Reigns getting paid millions. Um yes. Brock Lesnar's getting paid millions. Um I know Charlotte's getting paid over a million, Becky Lynch is getting paid over a million. Yeah. Well, last time last time I checked Sasha was only getting like three hundred thousand. Bailey was getting I like three fifty, but I think it's more. Yeah, yeah, I think she's getting at least at least half a mil, or maybe more than half a mil. Yeah, I think, um, I think Bailey's. Yeah, I think Bailey's probably pushing about six hundred thousand or something like that. They're all making six six figures, which is a comfortable enough salary for you to be able to live off of in this world. So there's nothing wrong with the way they're being compensated. If they mm-hmm. feel they're owed more money, I'm sure they can negotiate, which is what Sasha Banks did when she came back. She negotiated her contract. So And even then with Sasha Banks, her husband works for the WWE making costumes, so he gets paid. I th- I think he gets paid pretty well. And then they also they also have a lot of sponsorships with a lot of people. So Sasha Banks, she's she's probably she's worth some millions so yeah she's she's fine but then you go and then you look at like i think dana dana carmella they make they don't make millions they make like six figure salaries though so they they're still in a higher up tax bracket than most people but my thing is when you start looking at like and just to go back to where we were it's like the situation is is not as cut and dry as everyone's making out to be. They're not stopping wrestlers from making money through third party um, apps. I I because if that was the case, they wouldn't have allowed them to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like this is more to stop the leaks. The leaks are bad, and if you really think about what they said, like. The leaks are terrible. We know about whose draws was in the middle of the locker room every <laughs> fucking week. We know everything. They don't yeah. let us try to find out anything. They tell all their shit. And it's That's only crazy. WWE that they do it to. Like, it's very rare you see anything about AEW or anybody else. And I just, I always ask the question, like, why is WWE the only one whose balls get busted? Where is the rest of them? Like, how come you don't hear shit about MLW's locker room being fucked up? 
Like, the only other company I know for sure that they go after like that with a vengeance is Ring of Honor. And that's they, even they still deserve a rarity. It. I just don't... Because you know why? And I'm not, again, I'm not defending WWE by saying anything like this. WWE is the bad guy. And we all, like, okay, out of any... Oh, Ring of Honor's getting up there, and so is ZZW. But... Ring or uh, WWE is the bad guy. If you're an indie guy and you go right from the Indies to WWE, you automatically suck. No one likes you because you sold out and you went to work for WWE, even if you deserve what deserve the contract that you get and you busted your ass. It's all of a sudden you sold out. Let's let's be real. They're like that. They will. They want to. I mean, they're doing a good job themselves. But they want to paint anybody who is in that company in such a negative light. Like, we've seen it. We saw where Charlotte called out, um, what's that? Ringside News? Yes. Where Charlotte fucking Flair called out Ringside News. She called their news bullshit. She goes, like, (laughs) she she pretty much said, if you're going to talk shit about me, make sure you, you actually are saying real shit. And I respect her for that. And a lot of people, like Lana just came out against Dave Meltzer. And yep. you're you're seeing a lot of this coming out now. And I'm like, okay, good. You guys aren't putting up with this bullshit anymore. But, like, shit, I just got distracted. Ugh, ADD's a bit. Um, but it's like, that's what they want to do. They want to paint WWE in such a negative, per- like, they will take, uh, let's just say Bobby Lashley. They can take a picture of Bobby Lashley standing there. I don't know. He's at his kid's soccer game or something like that. And you know how, like, dads stand at soccer games. They look bored as shit. They got their arms crossed, and they're like, yeah. I want to be anywhere but here now. They can take that. They'll still take that picture, and it could just be something he has on his Instagram, and it could be, like, enjoying the kiddo's soccer game or something like that, just, you know, typical dad shit. And, like, these guys online will take it and be like, Bobby Lashley hates children or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And it's just, like, they want to just try to paint this, like, any negative spot. And it's just, like, I mean, we've said, too, I mean, we're not trying to paint anybody negative, but it's, like, we joke around. We don't take ourselves serious on this show. We're not, we're not, quote, unquote, wrestling journalists by any by any means necessary. We do this for fun. We do this to shit talk and whatever. But like, we don't go around starting like fake news and, and bullshit like this. Like we don't like WWE, but you know what? At the same time that, and we've had people say, well, you go hard on WWE. Well, we give the same smoke to anybody. We go hard on AEW. We go hard on MLW. We go hard on impact. Like everybody yeah. gets the smoke. Exactly. And it's just like everyone is so is just so locked on on trying to dismantle WWE. And as much as I don't like that company, they have been around for damn near over 50 years and they have yet to crumble. Y'all like how to bring up well, 95 there. Well, no shit. Did you see the product back in 95? It was absolutely fucking horrible. No wonder they were suffering. But then y'all try to paint WCW on the same site. And I'm like, eh, no, go watch WCW in 1995. That's when Hulkamania was running wild over there. 
and mucking up something. Because for a while, WCW was kicking WWE's ass for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Y'all tend to forget that. That's what wrestling historians are for. Like <laughs> The thing but, with WWE is every time they they don't have competition, they get into this rut where it's like, well, there's nothing else out there, so officers are going to watch us. But then when competition starts to move in, it makes them have to perform better. Right. And when they do, and when they start doing that and they perform better, it starts to show how the other companies aren't as great as you thought they were, or they're basically a WWE light. With AEW coming to the picture, WWE has to perform better. And like Tiff was saying, you're going to see that because you're starting to see it now with all the flubs and all the bullshit that's going on in AEW. You're going to start to see how you're going to look at WWE and be like, well, they weren't as bad as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Then once New Japan makes their way over here, not only, to not only is AEW going to suffer because, again, I think, Janae, you said this, if when New Japan comes over here, their, their roster, half their roster is going to be like deuces. And then WWE is going to have to step their game up, too. Because this is this is New Japan. Like, this is the one company Vince McMahon knows he can't touch. And it kills him. He kills him. It eats him alive knowing that New Japan, a company that was built by wrestlers who has one of the highest respects of any wrestling company in the entire world. It is an honor because it's like NWA back in the day. You are invited to go to New Japan. You don't just show up for an audition and they say, hey, you're in. You have to be invited. That's why they they can say they have some of the best indie talent out there right now. Like, so if once this once Corona, they ever figure out what the fuck they're going to do with this. I mean, this could be another two years. But once New Japan gets over here. All American wrestling companies, and this is including Impact and MLW, as much as I hate to say that, they are fucked up. Yeah, because with New Japan, they... New Japan, he can't buy them. Mm -hmm. They're not going to sell, and he knows that they they hold honor above anything else. So he knows damn well he ain't got no leg to stand on with them. And then on top of that, you have to think, think very hard business is not hard to understand it's quite simple you're bringing a japanese product to the to america what do you think they're gonna do they're not gonna employ a lot of japanese wrestlers don't get me wrong they obviously are new japan okay that's Mm -hmm. that's the reality of the situation but they're not idiots either they know that in order to get over on tv so that everybody watches their product that they have to focus on the American public. So what are they going to do? They're going to employ American wrestlers. Okay? So don't think for a minute that this is all about New Japan coming to the States and just, oh, we're going to take over and we're not going to, we're going to use our, no, 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 no. They're going to employ superstars from here. And, of course, they're going to have some Japanese wrestlers wrestling, but their bread and butter are going to be American superstars. Yeah, just for the thing, like, put it in Bailey's fiancé, he was supposed to be, he was a part of New Japan, like, contractually a part of New Japan, and he was going to move over 
to New Japan America because the whole plan was let uh, was laid out. They were looking for a place to put their show on TV, but mm-hmm. since that got cut down, he's on AEW now, doing a lot of AEW dark matches. But like I said, I can guarantee you, once New Japan finally gets a foothold in, secures a TV deal, has a day, a time slot, a lot of these AEW wrestlers, they're mm-hmm. going to move over to New Japan. And AEW can't compete with New Japan, and they also don't have a leg to stand on with New Japan because their very own executives tore their draws with New Japan. Mm -hmm. They shit on that. So that's their fault. And they cost themselves an opportunity to have a leg up over WWE because of their best friend thing. I'm going to go with my friends and start this new company. We're going to be awesome. Forgetting (laughs) the fact that New Japan still exists, yeah, they built your ass. They helped build you into the people that you are. And then you left them high and fucking dry. And then you just basically was like, well, thanks for nothing. Just see you around. Oh, they're going to be seeing you all right. <laughs> they're going to be right in your backyard you and know? taking all your shit. Meanwhile, WWE going to be living their best life. And you just going to be sitting there you know fizzling how- out like, like Ring of Honor. Do you know how much of an asshole you have to be? Because I know if you guys go back, I know we're promoting a lot of older episodes, but this is for our newer followers and listeners. If you go back a couple episodes, there's an episode that me and Nicole did, just the two of us, and we talked about the situation, and we brought it up before about how bad the elite fucked over New Japan to the point where they are not welcomed back in Japan. Do you know how badly... You have to piss off New Japan Pro Wrestling to be banned from ever coming back. Yeah, Kenny Omega's blacklisted. He can't go back. From what I've read, so is the Young Bucks, and Cody's not exactly welcomed either. Well, Cody Rhodes kind of did that to himself. Well, they all did. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised. Nor am I sad about it, because I didn't do it. So, I don't give a shit. Not my fucking career. Yours. Uh, I'm, I, I didn't mean to get off there, but I just, WWE just needs to realize that if they need to pay their people more, but in the same vein of things, because I was thinking, I was just thinking about this today, and this, I understand that they're getting pissed that people are going out and saying shit and, you know, basically running their mouths and doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. And that is on the wrestler's fault because I don't want to say it's a non-disclosure agreement, but pretty much like you can't be going off and shooting your mouth off about your job, especially when you're on social media platforms like Twitter and people just take every fucking little thing out of proportion. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of people in the wrong here. Uh, I'm not going to really choose a side. I just say unionize. But WWE needs to pay their employees more if they're more worried about them doing third-party shit now. They need to pay them more with health insurance. And it, But in the same hand here, y'all don't need to be going on Twitter and streams and Twitch or whatever you fucking do, TikTok, whatever, <laughs> and be running your goddamn mouse. It's not that fucking hard. Like, like, I don't want to say I'm siding with the WWE, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, you knew the contract. But the WWE, again, is just like, hey, just don't use your stage name. 
and you can continue doing whatever third-party side projects you want to do. So even with that, the WWE could have easily said, no, you can't do it, period, at all. No cameos, no Twitch, no you, no nothing. You can't do it at all. But at least they're like, we're going to allow you guys to do it, but use your real name. So just in case you say something stupid, we can either find you or say, we have nothing to do with this person outside of their Yeah, because it doesn't say Sasha Banks said XYZ on her Twitch account. Yeah. It says so Mercedes said it. So Yeah. So they're still giving them a little leeway to make their coins. So I would I, so I think people need to be smarter and stop um this hotel is terrible. I'm never staying here again. I think that people need to be smarter and I think they that sometimes a lot of people jump on the bandwagon before reading the context and the clues first. Yep. WWE is not wrong for enforcing their contracts. Are their contracts shitty? Yeah. Yeah, they, they are, but you've known that for quite some time. I like how your memory is selective when it comes to certain things. It's not like they haven't told you up front, we're assholes, we'll do what we want to do, and if you don't want to sign on, then fuck it, we'll just make somebody else champion. We don't need you. Like, they are very clear about that. So if you are aware of what you've signed up for and you're mad because you now can't do what you deem something that you should be able to do, I think that you should be more selective about the contracts that you sign and what you are signing yourself up for. I think you should be more protective of your image, especially if you created it. If you're going to come into WWE, the best advice I can give you is to make sure you own your own intellectual property. Whatever contract you sign, make sure a lawyer looks over it just in case you want to be able to utilize loopholes. You can sue and do whatever the hell you want. You have to be smart. Here's a good example. So Ricochet has been an independent wrestler for a very long time. When he was going to Lucha Underground, they said, okay, well, if you use the Ricochet name, we're going to own it. And Ricochet's like, no fuck that, he grabbed the mask and he went as Prince Puma. Like, y'all y'all can't be stupid. Because, especially like these indie wrestlers, they need to know better. Like, you need to get your shit copyrighted. Especially yeah. if you've been in the game as long as, like, say someone as AJ Styles has been. AJ Styles might be a dumbass, but you know he was, I hope at least, he was smart enough to get his shit trademarked, copyrighted, and, you know, whatever because you know so they need these wrestlers need to be a little bit smarter and in this day and age you don't have any excuse you're well aware of the industry you've gotten into you should know by now that wrestling is not a clean industry and it's gonna fuck you over anything that has to do with entertainment where you have to utilize someone else to make money off of, it's never going to be clean. It's always going to be quick and dirty. So if you're going to play in the sandbox with the big kids, then you've got to start acting like one. I highly recommend that everybody who gets into the entertainment industry, whether it be wrestling, sports, music, any of of that that vein of, of career, you need to make sure you understand entertainment law or have someone in your camp that does. You also need to make sure you have an entertainment attorney, someone who is very proficient in understanding the legal binding contracts that occur in this industry, 
so that you can protect yourself and your assets. You also need to trademark your name. If you're going to wrestle, you need to have your name trademarked on the indies too. Mm-hmm. Own your own shit. It's just that simple. If WWE wants to sign you, then the simplest explanation is this. If I'm signed, I own my name. You cannot trademark my name from the extent of my career here. Whether I flop or I'm great, you can't own my property. And if WWE doesn't want to do it, then, then you walk. go somewhere else. Yep. There's plenty of companies that you can work for that you definitely can become a superstar in and don't have to be a part of the WWE. And you know this because it has been proven time and time again. Now, we're, we've said it on many occasions. We don't, I, we're not taking anybody's side. We see it from all sides. We understand that there's a legal issue here, but there's also just them, just the company has to protect their ass. And if the superstars can't understand that, then they need to make sure that they protect theirs. You know damn well what WWE is doing. You're well aware, but you are not saying anything because you're trying to protect your bag, which I don't blame you for. But at the same time, you can't bitch and moan about the, the parameters of the bag when you yourself aren't doing anything to protect it. So it's either you fight to make sure you have what you believe is owed to you or you sit back and collect the check like everybody else is doing. It's up to you. Hello, hi, how are you? My name is Tiffany Ian. On behalf of Alexis, Nicole, and Jane, we'd like to welcome you back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. So this is our final upload of the week. This is our bonus episode, and I decided to make the WWE ban a bonus episode because it deserved to have a spot of its own. It needed to be heard. <laughs> so I decided to make it its own episode. So you guys can sit back, relax, and listen to this episode of Down for the Count. And you guys can hear all of the tidbits and the tea, honey, about what's going on in WWE and what Vince McMahon is trying to do in terms of making this company get back to its former glory. So if you want to hear all of that and all the tidbits of information, the legalese, all the drama, honey, then make sure you stay tuned for the rest of Down for the Count. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. You have no idea how much we appreciate every single one of you who listen weekly, who are not mad at me for my late uploads, <laughs> who actually appreciate the work we put into these episodes. You let us scream. You let us be mad. You let us get happy. You let us live our emotions out on this podcast. And you know what? It means a lot. So thank you to every single one of you who listen, but be sure to follow us on our social media because we are even more messy on there. So at Down for the Count 19 is our Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast is our Instagram. So for don't forget to follow us there. Make sure you check out our social media platforms because we are a little bit more active over there and you get to see the funny and the messy and the ignorant side 
of our podcast. <laughs> Don't be sure to be sure to follow us on those platforms and be sure to continue to follow us here where you can get all of the information on wrestling and you'll get it from all sides. Even the devil's advocate, as our girl Nicole says. So with all that being said, thank you guys for listening this week. I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys next time.